Well, I guess I guess when I was growing up, uh, uh, it was the Bill Haley era, and uh, if you're talking about rock, that's where I I I figure rock is, you know, and and you know people like then of course Elvis came into it in the in the fifties and and really commanded the whole situation, I think, you know, uh, as far as the rocks, rock, rock was concerned. And then I didn't know, I mean, in the, in the 50s, in the 50s, in the, uh, when I was in the service in 1954, I was stationed in Germany where Elvis was stationed, and I thought to myself, I used to go into the canteen and put, his, put, a, put the Elvis's music on, on the jukebox. Little did I know that a few years later on in my life that I would meet him and he would become my friend and, and uh, we'd become pals. And he sang my music and I sang his and it was unbelievable to, to know that, you know, I came from nowhere and, and he was already a massive, massive star. This magazine uh, uh, of, of yours, it's a 1978, gazing through it, there is a picture of moi. Yeah, at the bottom here, with uh, Bert Reynolds and uh, Mike Davis, who incidentally was probably one of the greatest TV hosts uh, of the time. I think he was an amazing person, you know. And uh, him and Bert Griffin and people like that were just just amazing. And Johnny Carson, and I did those shows in that era and that at that particular time when my my songs were all rocketing in the charts, you know. Um, I'm not sorry about, about about that I'm not in the charts frequently in, in today's world because, you know, through the years from 1967 to 2011, you know, the, uh, according to the, to what I've sold in, in the industry, it's probably in the region of about 150 million units. So therefore I'm in the top five or six of the world's class of selling albums. And I'm very, I'm amazed. I'm just totally amazed with it. But it's been logged as, as the truth. And and that's that's where I read it. And I, you know, in 1974, I was up to 120 million. So you know, you're talking, 1974 to 2011. It's just an amazing time in my life. Remember the cyberbullets? I also have to tell you that in this picture, if you look at it, I'm not wearing any cyberbullets. And I started this in, in this thing in 1967 when I had my first hit. I had released me. I had these long sideburns and. And at that particular time, my manager was to tell you that in this picture, if you look at it, I'm not wearing any sideburns. And I started this in, in this thing in 1967 when I had my first hit. I had released me. I had these long sideburns. And, and at that particular time, my manager, who was Gordon Mills, who was brilliant, I want to tell you, because he he brought up a stable of of singers that became very very big in the world, and. Uh, uh, you know, with with Tom Jones and Gilbert O'Sullivan and people like that. His name is Gordon Mills, and he was one of my dear friends. He said to me, he said, "What do you need those sideburns for? Shave them off." I said, "I said no, Gordon. I said this is what I think is going to create an image for me around the world, and uh, that's what I did. I saved them, I kept them, and I and I grew them really long. My first ones are at the beginning wasn't that long, but 
1968-69 they were huge and if you take a look at Elvis's pictures <laughs> later on in, in about 69-70 or 71 uh, Elvis grew his sideburns really long too and uh, and then I, in 1978 the year of this magazine I shaved off my sideburns because I thought you know people were thinking that I was copying the, that magnificent man Elvis and I, uh, I actually I was the one that started it and uh, and then major artists in the world started growing their sideburns long like Glenn Campbell and the Beatles and uh, Elvis and uh, many other major acts in the world but I really started the trend I brought to America and uh, I went on the Johnny Carson show they used used to say Angleberg's sideburns are so long that he used to tuck it into his underwear and all that business and Bob Hope made a comment he said uh, Engelbert looks as though he's always on the phone <laughs> so there were a lot of wonderful wonderful remarks about my sideburns but I did stop I want to do that well you know when I first began in the industry I didn't know where I was going to go I had no idea uh, so when I formed this, I had a small group of four, four, four musicians and I, I started singing rock and roll in the early days, you know, just to try and get myself uh, into the pop world and um, uh, that, was, that was for a while, so I sang in little clubs doing pop songs, pop songs of the era, you know, and, uh, and trying, to, trying to get established as a rock singer. But, that didn't happen. It, it really didn't happen. I was more, I think, my style swayed toward, towards being a, a balladeer and to singing the romantic songs. And that's what I did later on in, in my years. I did. I started singing ballads when Gordon Mills uh, managed me in 1968. In 1966, he started managing me, and of course, I got the song released me in 1966. 66 and I recorded it and it was released January the 13th 1967 it took three months to establish itself and then it went to number one in the UK where I come from and uh, it went to number one and then it stopped the Beatles from going to number one with Penny Lane and uh, I hope they're not mad at me for that but because it was their 13th number one they were going to have and, and they didn't have it and then it went to number one in, in the in the USA and then I, it went to number one around the world, gave me that global recording career immediately around the world. And it's just an amazing one song victory for me, you know, to, to have a song as great as that put me in the, in, in the eyes and ears of the world. It was just an amazing time in my life, 1967. Wow. All the music, all the music of the 70s and 80s and 90, 80s were, was my time, was my time. Cause all the songs that I've recorded in, in the years of, um, of the late 60s and the 70s carried me into the 80s. So I have to tell you that, you know, I, I, I wasn't shy of, of, uh, of, a, of a major, of a major, uh, of any major record. I, did, I wasn't shy. I, did, I didn't miss not having big hits at that particular time because I already had the hits that carried me in for t t into two decades or three decades, you know. and and what is happening in my life right now is 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 quite unique because uh, 
I've been in the business now, it'll be my 45th year in the industry. I know I don't look that old, man. No. Okay, but therefore, but I want to tell you that the kind of, uh, what's happening right now, my, my son, who, Scott, who is managing me and is doing a superb, superb job, uh, has uh, contacted all these major people and they're all going to write a song for my uh, 45th year, uh, which is people like uh, Paul McCartney, Please Paul, and uh, uh, I've, got, I've got Brian Adams, I've got Dave Stewart, I've got uh, Yosef, Cat Stevens, you know, uh, people like Elton John, uh, you know, who said, uh, that he would one day, hoping that one day people like Engelbert Humperdinck would be recording one of his songs. And I never did record his songs in those in those days. But you know, but Elton's such a great writer, and I've I've sang his songs in my show, and, and I've record. Of course, I've recorded, I've recorded his songs. You know, over the past few years, I've been recording several songs that he was he was uh, the writer of, and. Uh, uh, he's going to write me a song. And, you know, my audiences have never changed. I try not to change. And I'm, you know what? Uh, people say that I, I, I haven't been into a, into a Beverly Hills surgery and had surgery done or anything like that. I don't get involved with that because I think growing old, you should grow old gracefully. And, and I'm, I'm just going along with that. And thank God, God has been good to me. And, I don't have to do that, you know, I don't, I, not, well, not yet, not yet, and I, I don't think it's going to come for a long time, but uh, I just feel, I don't feel that I'm in my 75th year, I just feel probably in my 50s, something, yeah. I mean, I'm on stage, I, I don't think there's a, a, a man in the audience who says, who's 75, they'll say, that guy's my age, you know, because, and I don't, I don't, try to be young it's just it's just my way it's just my way of, of being and uh, I can dance and sing and I do all the things and uh, that I do I did to the 30 40 years ago right. and the same thing in fact a little bit more because I was a little stiff in the early days I felt wooden in the early days and it's uh, because I was self-conscious and and I wasn't sure of my success I was in uh, I felt inadequate. I didn't feel though I belonged in the rock eras and the, and and that particular time. So I felt inadequate. So it was a little embarrassing for me to move. You know, uh, as far as my my ability is concerned, I don't think I've reached uh, my pinnacle yet. I think I think I'm still learning. I'm still from from everything I see in and here on television or on, in music, I still, I'm still learning, I don't know everything. Um, I'm very ambitious to this day, I still do my own arrangements and I, you know, I, I make my music and I, I got a doctorate in music. And, uh, but I'm very proud of that fact that you know, I may, I'm capable of doing all these wonderful things that ha has helped my career uh, sustain for the last 45 years. Uh, one mistake that was made in my career and that was when I was managed by somebody else was they turned down the gorillas who wanted to do a duet with me. 
Can you believe that? <laughs> anyway, I, I want to get back, get back, and do something with them. And uh, I've got, um, I've got good plans for the future. Even though I'm this far in my career, I'm still looking. I'm still ambitious, cool. and I'm going to keep going. <laughs>